Good evening. Good to see everyone back in the house of the Lord tonight. I ask you to stand with me as we just praise the Lord. thing I can disown my, my natural born children but if I've adopted a child I can't disown them and I'm so glad to be adopted into the kingdom of God
them welcome each other. Thank you so much, and you may be seated. So good to see you here this evening. It's great to be back in the house of the Lord, and, and I'm looking forward to uh, this coming Wednesday. I want to remind our men, uh, we'll be getting back together Wednesday morning at 4.30 for our prayer group. So I encourage you to come and, and join us. We had to miss last Wednesday. Uh, we went hiking on Memorial Day, and I overdid it and got home, and my back was hurting me, and it lasted for a few days. And then I turned 50. So uh, I don't know if there's a correlation with that or not. Uh, but anyway, um, I'm looking forward to getting back together for our men's prayer group Wednesday morning at, at 4.30. And um, also want to remind our church family about the memorial scholarships. Uh, they are currently uh, being accepted uh, through uh, the 15th. And I'm so glad to have uh, Rick and Tracy with us. Thank you all so much. Uh, watch the, uh, the, the service uh, this afternoon and just always appreciate the word. And, and what God is doing through your ministry. And I know we've got some cards over here, so if you didn't pick one of those up, hope you'll do that. And uh, just love y'all and appreciate you so much uh, being back with us even uh, this evening. And, um, and then uh, Mission Week starts a week from tomorrow, and uh, that's getting here quick. And I want to thank those of you that came and helped us out Wednesday night. We, we filled several uh, care packages that we'll be giving out to nursing home residents uh, next uh, week. And um, so I'm grateful for that and the work, the prep that's all going into that. It's going to be a great week, and um, we're, we're praying uh, for Mission Week. God will watch over and protect us, and, and uh, we'll just have a wonderful uh, week of going out and uh, sharing God's love. That's what it's all about. I mean, on the exits of our doors, we're reminded that we're now entering the mission field. And uh, we need to go out and, and share Jesus. And we'll be doing that uh, at Mission Week, and I'm grateful for that. Um, also, uh, please remember Vacation Bible School, July the 5th through the 8th, and uh, there's a sign-up sheet uh, at the Welcome Center in the vestibule for volunteers, so just want to remind you about that, and uh, love Vacation Bible School, and, and then also we have, uh, we have our deacon nomination process that's begun, and, and uh, you see the men's uh, names that are listed there, and so let's be in prayer. Uh, the deadline, uh, or the nomination that's coming up for that's the 19th, and the deadline to to, uh, to give us some feedback on that will be the 15th. So um, just want to remind you about that. So important, the life of our church, our deacon nomination, and also we'll be in prayer. Uh, soon we'll be having the uh, nominating committee uh, nomination as well. And uh, in saying that, I just want to remind you about our Acts table over here, a church that serves 
uh, God gives us. And we'll look at this here tonight in Ephesians 4 as we grow in Christ. Uh, God gives us spiritual gifts that we can use in service to Him and to each other. And so I pray that we will seek what uh, those gifts are and become familiar with it and seek the Lord. And then pray about where God would have you to serve. And we want to hear from you. And uh, the nominating committee, this is such a help for them, uh, for our church family, the last few years that we've done this. So I just want to remind you about this tonight. And, and um, appreciate those of you that uh, prayed for mom and dad. They did get COVID last week, but praise God, they both have tested negative. And um, mom is still having, having some symptoms, but I'm just grateful for God's mercy and um, for healing. And so uh, thank you for that. And uh, those that have upcoming procedures and surgeries, we want to remember them. Also our shut-in, uh, Miss Mary Carty is our shut-in of the week. So I want to remind you about that. Hope you'll be able to reach out perhaps this week and and give her a call or send her a card and let you know you're, that you're thinking about her. And um, let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight. I'm so glad to see you tonight. It's good to be back together. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the sunshine outside. Lord, it just speaks that you are the great creator and you are in control. Lord, you hold it all in your hands. And Lord, you spoke this universe into existence. And God, you created us in your image. And I thank you, Lord, that you created us for the purpose of knowing and loving and serving you. That's our purpose, and I'm grateful for that. So, Lord, as we think about our Acts table and spiritual gifts, Lord, we're seeking the very purpose for which we were created. So help us, Lord, to love and serve you. And we pray for our church, Lord. We ask, God, that you will guide us and that you will help us. And, Lord, we pray for those that can't be here tonight, those that are sick and uh, are shut in. Lord, we lift them up to you, and we ask, God, that you'd be merciful. And, and uh, we just thank you, Lord Jesus, for your marvelous grace and, and Lord for your wonderful love that was demonstrated at Calvary and help us Lord Jesus to, to just love you more and more Lord to grow in our walk with you Lord to serve you and to love others to build each other up Lord we just thank you for what you're going to do tonight and we give you praise in Jesus name and all God's people said Amen Get a stand once again for our offertory hymn in the garden.
Lord's kind and gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to get together tonight, Lord. I pray that you'll bless this offering, whether it be used to your glory and agree with Pastor or Pastor Grievers, they speak tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. exalted, O God. He alone is worthy. I pray that's our heart's desire is to exalt the Lord and to glorify Him and to praise Him. He's the only one worthy. We can praise things of this world and we can praise each other and, and some of it's warranted, uh, but the only one that's worthy and absolutely worthy of that praise is the Lord Jesus Christ and He's high and lifted up and I'm grateful for that. He's on the throne and He's in control and He's coming again. Praise God. He may come before the sun sets. We may meet here for worship right here, and then the trumpet sounds, and we go over yonder, and we'll be forever with Him. And that'd be all right with me. Uh, but I'm grateful for the hope we have in Jesus. And so I'm going to uh, ask if you'd turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4, and I want to focus on verses 7 through 16 tonight. And I want to preach a message to you entitled, Growing in Faith. And it's a wonderful thing to grow in our faith. To, to be in Christ and to let Him change us from the inside out, uh, to, to grow in His Word and to build each other up, to pray together, to fellowship together. Uh, there's nothing like it on the face of this earth. There's some out in the world, uh, they, they think that you know having a good time is totally different than what we're doing tonight. But there's nothing like this right here. Nothing like knowing the Lord and, and growing in our walk with God and worshiping the Lord and serving the Lord. And so um, I pray tonight that as we focus on growing in our faith, uh, that we'll all examine our hearts and lives as the Holy Spirit makes it real to us and that we'll desire to grow more and more in our faith. You know, our faith is a set of beliefs. We believe that we are sinners in need of a Savior. He's the only hope, the Lord Jesus. That's our greatest need. You know what? The world is going to hell in a handbasket, and it's because of that three-letter word, sin. By the way, the I is in the middle of that, isn't it? Sin. And uh, the only hope, we can talk about peace and all of this, but the only hope is the Lord Jesus. And I'm grateful that when that trumpet sounds that the Prince of Peace is going to come and then one day he'll set it all straight. Only peace can come through the Lord Jesus. But uh, we, we know that we're sinners and he's the only hope. We believe that only Jesus is our Savior and hope, that he died on the cross and he paid for our sins with his own blood. That's what it means to be redeemed. He paid the price that we owed with his own blood. And we have been made right with God, reconciled through redemption, through the payment that Jesus paid that we could have never paid. We owe it, but we could never pay it. But praise God, He paid it with His own blood. We believe Jesus is coming again. <laughs> we believe God's Word is true. We believe this world is passing away. And we believe that our home is not in this world, but it's in heaven. We're going home one day. Thank God for that. And so as we think about our beliefs, we need to realize that beliefs always produce behavior. I mean, if I, if I have action and works to go along with my beliefs, then, you know, then I can say 
you know, wholeheartedly that I believe those things. However, if I profess one thing and I say I believe certain things, but I don't have actions to go along with it, then I have a dead faith. I mean, you think about if I believe that it's going to rain, what am I going to do? I'll have some action to go along with it. Uh, and I don't, I don't wear an umbrella. You know, obviously I don't have to worry about my hair, you know. But, but some of you ladies, I mean, you, uh, you, you might get an umbrella and, and take it with you. Why? Because you believe it's going to rain. You might get a raincoat. You might get rain boots. You know, there's action to go along with what you believe is going to happen. And so for Christians, the, the truth takes on a far more significance because our beliefs are founded in the Word of God. And they must affect our behavior and it affect it in a life-changing way. God's Word. And so we want to live as people of faith. That's what I want to do. I don't believe in secret service Christians. I believe that we ought to live out our faith each and every day. We live out our faith. We walk in faith. And yeah, we even falter in our faith. But through it all, the Holy Spirit of God is there to guide us, empower us, and to discipline and correct us. The Word of God is there to, to show us the way. And I'm, I'm so thankful for that tonight. The chief goal tonight is for us to, to see and examine if we're growing in our faith. You know, the disciples said, and perhaps maybe we've prayed this as well in Luke chapter 17 and verse 5, Lord, increase our faith. <laughs> Help my unbelief. Uh, another said in Mark chapter 9 and verse 24, Help my unbelief. I know I've prayed that before. Lord, help my unbelief. Paul wanted Christians at Ephesus to grow in their faith. And I just want you to know tonight that God wants you to grow in your faith. He wants us to grow. You know, it doesn't matter how long we've been saved or how many Bible lessons we've heard, how many church services or sermons that we've, that we've heard. God wants us to continue growing. If we ever get complacent, then we're on the wrong track. If we ever think that we've arrived, then we're on the wrong track. We need to keep growing and keep pressing on. Brother Rick sent me a text this morning and talked about always forward, never backwards. Man, that's what we ought to do is, is be intentional to move forward in our walk with God. Let's not go back. Let's go forward. And let's always be climbing, always moving forward, climbing to new heights in our walk with God. So I want us to notice some truths tonight here in Ephesians chapter 4. And we're going to begin at verse 7. So follow along um, as, as I read. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore, he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what, it, uh, what, it, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. Here we go. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. What's the purpose? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of stature of the fullness of Christ that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things from which is the head even Christ 
from the whole body, fitly joined together and compacted by, the, by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray tonight as we think about the various gifts that you give and we think about perfecting of the saints and, and we think about the work of the ministry and edifying the body of Christ and, and we think about the Lord Jesus and Lord, how we think about not uh, being immature spiritually and, and following every wind of doctrine, but Lord, we'd be, st we'd be stabilized and our roots would go deep and Lord, that we would grow spiritually and have discernment. God, that we would grow ever closer to you for the work of the ministry. Lord, that the body of Christ may function properly, Lord, for your glory. Help us tonight, Jesus, we ask in your name. Amen. Well, God gives us various gifts to serve his church. And that's what I want us to see here in verses 7 through 11. God gives various gifts. Now, these spiritual gifts, they're actually grace gifts, which means it is given according to his grace, given to uh, or given by the one who ascended on high that the Apostle Paul wrote about. We're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. So these gifts that we are given are given by the grace of God. We ought not take it lightly. Man, we ought to discover what our gifts are. By the grace of God, God has given us gifts so that we can serve Him. That's how we ought to serve Him, and by His grace. We don't deserve it. We didn't earn it, but God says, Here, I saved you on purpose he doesn't just take us to heaven as soon as he saves us, but he saves us on purpose. And we're here on purpose to love, serve, and worship God. And so we need to discover what our grace gifts are. Uh, Jennifer gave me her dad's spiritual gift survey from a few years ago. And I cherish that. I mean, I look over that, and Harold went through that. And he took time, very detailed. He answered those questions, and he went through that, uh, through, through the uh, you know, the, the different evaluations. And, and, and at the very end, he came to some conclusions that he didn't even realize. He had some gifts that he didn't even realize. Even at his, his older age, he realized. And you know what he did with that? He took that gift and said, I want to serve. Man, that's what it's all about. That's better than hitting a grand slam. Matter of fact, that's hitting a grand slam, isn't it? When we want to discover how God would have us to serve, by His grace, He's given us those gifts. And we need to know what those gifts are. And so verses 9 and 10 clarify that since Jesus ascended, well, he must have descended to this world. And that's exactly what he did. He came all the way from glory to this world for the purpose of, of going to the cross of Calvary. And every step he took led him to the cross of Calvary. And he went all the way for you and for me. And he died on that cross. And as I've already shared, we believe this. We believe it. A sure, solid foundation. We believe that Jesus died in our place and he's our only hope. And praise God for the work that he did. So he, he descended and then he ascended as we see here in verses 9 and 10. And he's the very one that has given us these gifts by his grace. So my question is, do we understand the privilege of having spiritual gifts? I just want you to know you're not maturing and growing in Christ if you don't have a clue what your gifts are. We need to know. God will reveal that. It's not some secret. Uh, God's not going to keep it from us. No, He has given us. We see right here He's given us those gifts. And, and so how can I grow in Christ? And how can I mature spiritually if I'm not serving according to the gifts that God has given me? So God gives various gifts to His church. We know, um, notice also here uh, in verse, uh, verse 11, uh, notice this, that uh, He gave some 
apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors. But if you go back up to verse 7, unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So he's given us gifts, but he also has given us leadership to help us along with those gifts, to help us to grow in Christ. And so we, we see that he's given us apostles. Now, apostles is used three ways in the New Testament. It's used to describe those who were sent with a message. They had a message from God, and they delivered that message. Also, uh, apostles is often referred to the 12 disciples of Jesus in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 5. Also, apostles are referred to those who were in leadership in the early church, providing pastoral leadership. Now, I know there are those that claim to be apostles today, but I just personally believe that the apostle Paul was the last apostle. But we find here that the apostles were, were those that were leading. They had a word from God and they led in the church. But also, he gave some to be prophets. Now, in the strictest sense of the word, a prophet received direct revelation. They received it from God to declare to the people. You think about Jeremiah, you think about Isaiah, the, the prophets. They received a direct revelation from God to declare to the people of God. You know, Jesus warned that the messages of prophets are to be carefully weighed because there's false prophets. Oh, they exist today. They might even carry a Bible with them. But they might teach something that's not the gospel. And so what do we do? We weigh their message with the Word of God. I mean, if they talk about going to heaven and salvation without recognition of sin and without repentance of sin, you know, I mean, the popular thing today is to come to Christ as you are. Well, that's the only way we can come. But the message that's being driven today is that you stay as you are. And we're not followers of Jesus. We're just asking Jesus to follow us. I want you to know that's, that's a false prophet that will, that will teach that. And so we got away the false prophets. God has given us His revelation right here in His Word. And anyone that claims to have a word from God, it better line up with this right here. We don't need a new revelation. we got all the revelation right here that we need in the Word of God. And God's Word is true. But also we see that He's given some to be evangelists. And this can be defined as individuals with a unique gift and calling to proclaim the gospel. Oh, they, they know the gospel. The death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. And they communicate that. And they share the gospel. We had an evangelist here for baccalaureate a few weeks ago. And, and, that, and it seems like, Brother Rick, that evangelists is, is just kind of fading away. You just don't hear much about evangelists today. But evangelists are those that's called of God to proclaim the gospel, to lead uh, souls into salvation as they proclaim the gospel. But also, there's pastors and there's teachers. I mean, they're given tasks, and, 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 it's, and it's for training and discipling the church. And when someone gets saved, is that the end? Well, that seems to be a popular thing today. Boy, I prayed the prayer, and I filled out the card, and, uh, and I got baptized, and they threw me a baptismal shirt and bragged on me and, t and said how proud they are of me that I made this choice, and, and that's all about us and self-promotion. No, that's not the salvation that I think that we find in the Bible. Salvation is not an end. Salvation's a glorious beginning. We understand that we're lost. You remember a couple of weeks ago out there on the lawn, Ephesians chapter 2, uh, we were reminded that before Christ, we were dead in our trespasses and sin. Now, we try to water that down and sugarcoat it and make it sound a little bit better, and we say, you know, I've got, I'm just a hot mess or I'm flawed. 
No, we're, we're worse than flawed, folks. We are spiritually dead in our trespasses and sin. And so when someone accepts Christ and believes in Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that's a glorious beginning. And that's when they begin to grow. They must be discipled. That They're followers of Jesus. They need to identify with Christ. That's where a pastor and a teacher comes along and is, is called of God to open the Word of God. Not give a therapy session, a motivational speech, but to open the Word of God and say, here's the Word of God. This is what it says. Be faithful to plow through the, the unsearchable riches of God's Word and to share the Word of God, pastors and teachers. So I want us to see, first of all tonight, that God gives various gifts, and He gives those gifts to serve in His church. But also, uh, in verse 12, these gifts were given for the purpose of helping us grow. Notice uh, verse, um, verse 11. There, there's the leaders that's there, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. But also in verse 12, why, why do we have these leaders in the church? And why do we have gifts? Well, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And so verse 12 reminds us that these gifts and these leaders we're called of God for the perfecting of the saints. That means that we are fully equipped perfecting of the saints or God's people. Now I know we have those here that, you know, that, are, that play sports and, 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 and also that play instruments. I mean, I, I think about my son, um, Michael. He plays the trumpet. And, um, and so if he never picked that thing up and tried to perfect the art of playing a trumpet, it's not going to go too good. But, uh, but he's able to play notes right now that he couldn't play last year. Why? Because he's perfecting it. And he's, he's working at it. Those of you that play ball, I mean, you, uh, you go to workouts and you, and you run and you train. And you work on speed and agility and you lift weights and, and all of this. And so, and so we, we find right here that these gifts are for the perfecting of the saints. So that we can move forward. So that we can grow in our walk with the Lord. Thank God. That when we come to the Lord as we are, oh, He loves us too much for us to stay that way. <laughs> and, and the Word of God that's given by the leadership in the church, the, the pastors, the teachers, evangelists, and, and also others that serve God according to their, to their gifts are given for the perfecting of the saints. That's talking about change. That's talking about growing for the work of the ministry. Oh, there's no greater work than the work of the ministry. For the, notice this also, for the edifying of the body of Christ. We either are moving forward or we're moving backwards. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go back. There's times I do. I'll have to be honest. All of us, times that we, that we blow it and we go back. But, but praise God, the Holy Spirit of God, the Word of God that's taught by a pastor or a Sunday school teacher will help us and that will equip us to get where we ought to get so that we might grow. Verse 12 talks about the edifying of the body of Christ. What's a word that comes up when you hear edify? Just give me some feedback. What's the word? Anybody? Lift up. Anything else? Build. There you go. Build up as opposed to tearing down. As opposed to, you know, to hurt, but you're building up. Now the word translated uh, edify was, was frequently used in ancient writings to describe the constructing of a building. Now, I know Stoning can tell us, 
that uh, construction sites are often messy. I remember uh, back when, uh, when Mount Pisgah was, was building their new sanctuary, uh, Brother Chad, uh, we, went, we went out to lunch, and he said, I want to take you all over to my, I just want you all to see it. And we walked in there, and I just want you to know it was an absolute mess. You had to watch where you stepped. I mean, it was just, it was messy. But sometimes things may, be, may appear to be getting worse and not better. You know what I'm talking about? Yet with a carefully developed blueprint and the commitment to make progress without taking shortcuts, a building will last that is built. We have two houses that's being built in our neighborhood. And it's, and it's been an eyesore, really. You know, they came in there and plowed up a little bit and had a big pile of dirt. and They came in and, and poured a foundation. And they had all these scraps and all these building materials. And they had a big dumpster and the grass is growing, you know, past knee high and, and all of this. But, but, you know, it's coming together. <laughs> They're following the blue plan. And, and it's coming together. They're building a building. And that's what we're talking about with edifying. We're being built up. This is a metaphor for a healthy church. In spite of difficulty and in spite of obstacles, a skilled leader builds up the church by equipping its members to do ministry according to spiritual gifts. Now sometimes you can't lead those that don't want to be led. But a pastor will, will take the Word of God and will equip, preach the Word of God according to spiritual gifts. And it will be building each other up, edifying the body of Christ. A church grows through instruction. A church grows through leadership. And its unity deepens. That's what happens when we grow. Man, we're being perfected. We're maturing and we're growing. And, and then when that happens, there's unity that deepens. There's nothing like, a, a, like the family of God that's unified together for the glory of God. Not to self-promote, but to promote the Lord Jesus. And to be all that He wants us to be. And when we're growing close to Jesus, you know what? We have zero desire to see His church divided and tearing each other down. No, we're edifying. We're building each other up. That's the work of the ministry and serving together. But lastly, I want us to see in verses uh, 13 through 16 that the gifts were given to help the body, we're talking about the body of Christ, function properly. Notice here in verse, uh, verse 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. So it's the unity of the faith and then also of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You hear what we're doing? We're becoming Christ-like. You know, our focus is on Christ. As we grow and as we mature, we grow. We become more like Christ. Verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So you see, we grow together. And Paul talks about unity of the faith and also of the knowledge of the Son of God. You see, it's all about our faith that grows from God's Word and not from our feelings, not from our flesh, not from our emotions, but from our, from, from our spiritual life. And we feed our spiritual life with the Word of God. And we grow. Knowledge of the Son of God. It's about Him. It's not about us. Oh, if we could only learn that today. We make it all about us. 
And a lot of times our serving God is, is based on us. And if it's not like I want, then I don't serve God. Well, I'm sure Jesus didn't like walking down the Via Dolorosa carrying the cross. Matter of fact, I, I know that when he was in the garden, he prayed if there's another way. But he went all the way. Why would we ever fall short? Let's serve God. Let, let's, let's focus on, uh, on the Son of God and, and not ourselves, Not sin, not the world. Let's keep our focus on the Lord. Verse 14 makes it clear that it's God's will that we grow in our faith, not remain spiritually childish and immature. Notice this in verse 14 once again. You know, that, that we're not henceforth no more children. He's talking about being immature spiritually. That we're just tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. So if I'm not spiritually mature, then I, I don't have discernment and I certainly don't have stability. I'm like a cloud. If the wind's blowing this way, the world says, hey, here's something over here that fascinates and I just run right over here and, and I don't have any stability and I'm not focusing on Christ. I'm not focusing on on, on God's word and I just follow wherever the world says and wherever the wind's blowing I'm coming over here you ever know people like that they have no uh, they, have, they have no discernment and, and they have uh, you know they, they, they have no stability and they're just they're just blown around and they have no discernment they're in and they're out they're up and they're down but I'm grateful for the solid rock of Jesus that gives us a sure solid foundation and they'll give us discernment it's God's will that we grow not that we remain as children. Notice this. We henceforth be no more children. We grow spiritually. Now we grow physically, there's no doubt. I mean, I don't look like today what I looked like 10, 20 years ago. I saw a picture. Um, well, we went to the, the marching band awards night at Liberty High School. And, um, and so I looked up and they've got old... Uh, pictures of previous bands and there's there's one from 1986 <laughs> there's Mark Canarney you know what Mark Canarney's got he's got some hair you know what Mark Canarney's got he had a mutlet and and uh, the thing is I had to I had to kind of curl it a little bit because I, I didn't have a natural mullet like my son does you know but I don't look like that anymore man back in those days I weighed 125 pounds and I had a 28 inch waist what happened <laughs> uh, I don't weigh 125 pounds and I certainly don't have a 28 inch waist Things cha we change physically and I go back to 1972 when I was born I was just a little infant and we can go back and we think about how we change and how we grow physically but what about spiritually are we growing spiritually we have, we have gifts that God has given us and we have the word of God for the edifying of the, the perfecting of the saints and the edifying of the body and it's God's will that we grow growing spiritually means notice this also in verse 15 speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head even Christ speaking the truth in love the goal is in love that, that's, that's why we speak the truth but if I'm growing then I speak the truth and I do that in love. Not to tear down. Sometimes we think speaking the truth means that we don't love somebody. But the best friend I've got is a brother or sister in Christ that will speak the truth in love. 
The best friend you've got is a brother or sister of Christ that will speak the truth in love. And if I can receive that, and of course it's given in love for edifying, if I can receive that, it takes a mature Christian to be able to do that. Because an immature Christian will get their feelings hurt, and they'll pull out, you know, uh, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 1. Judge not, don't you judge me. I'm always weary of, of somebody that claims to be a Christian that's so quick to say, don't judge me. Because if I understand the Lord Jesus, we're supposed to bear fruit. Which means we need to be fruit inspectors, right? And of course we do it in love, but we speak the truth. If I'm not bearing fruit that I ought to bear, it's great for somebody to judge me and tell me, you know what, Mark? I heard, I heard what you said at the game the other night. And there, wasn't a, there, there didn't seem to be self-control there. And I don't think God was honored. Now I might get huffy about it, but if I'm honest and if they're right, then I need to accept that and say, that's the truth. You know, best friend I've got. Growing spiritually means that we speak the truth in love. No, we don't speak the truth in love a lot of times, and that's, and that's what happens. We love to see somebody fall. And when they fall, there's blood in the water. You know, sharks are going to come, and that's the way a lot of Baptists are, aren't they? Somebody falls, and we just can't wait to get in on it, find out the scoop. And ha-ha, they deserved it. No, we ought to love each other and be there. When somebody, that is fall, when somebody falls, the Bible says, you who are spiritual, restore, restoration, not tear down, not make fun of, but to restore such a one. And when this happens, notice how the body functions properly. Look at verse 16 as we close. From whom the whole body, fitly joined together and compacted by that which Every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying, there it is again, of itself, here it is, in love. The whole body, I mean it's fitly joined together. Every joint supplieth. I mean it's, it's functioning. I mean the, the body of Christ is, is functioning properly because the, the people that make up the body of Christ are growing spiritually perfecting of the saints, the edifying of the body. And so as we close tonight, I just want to ask, I'm going to ask our musicians if they'll come forward. I just wonder tonight, are you growing spiritually? Are you closer to the Lord now than you were, say, a month ago or six months ago? Can you say that you're close to Jesus? Now, I'm sure every one of us, if we're honest, would say, you know, I'm, I'm not as close to Jesus as I ought to be. But I pray that we can say that I'm closer to Him than I was. Are you serving the Lord and each other in the body of Christ for the work of the ministry? Serving the Lord. Are you building each other up or are you tearing down? Let's commit tonight to grow spiritually. Let's, let's let God perfect us and let's edify each other. Let's, let's serve God for the work of the ministry. Heavenly Father, oh Lord Jesus, we come before you. We ask God that you'd have your way. Lord, when we think about the question, are we growing spiritually? I pray, Lord, that you'll give us the answer. And whatever you give us is the honest answer. It's the truth. And it's the truth in love. And help us, Lord, to receive it. And may we love you and may we have faith in you, Lord, to grow and commit tonight to grow spiritually, to grow to be more like Jesus. We ask in your name. Amen. Would you stand together? As Donna leads us, I encourage you to come. Jesus, keep me near the cross.
childish in my faith. I want to grow. The good news is if we desire to be near to God, He'll draw near to us. And you know the reality is we're only as close to God as we want to be. God, change our will. Help us to want to be closer to you and to be more like Jesus. As musicians play, I encourage you to come. Let's respond tonight and say yes to the Lord. Let's commit to growing in our, in our faith. Thank you. You may be seated. I'm going to ask Valerie if she'll come and stand with me. I want to share with a church family uh, tonight that after much prayer and, and seeking God's will, we were um, preaching a, a trial sermon this morning at Blue Ridge View Baptist Church in Pickens and the church voted uh, to call me as their next senior pastor and so I want to assure you that this decision though it's a tough one it comes after a month of prayer and seeking God for his wisdom and direction Valerie can attest to that this has been something that's on our hearts it's been something that we've prayed for and even as far back as January you know we were we were considering and praying and I assure you that I would not do this tonight if I didn't feel like God was in it. This is tough. This is hard. And let me just say this from my heart. I love you, Liberty First Baptist Church. And the Lord knows my heart, and God knows I truly mean that. You will always be my first pastorate, and I'm grateful for the many cherished memories that we have of serving here for nearly eight and a half years. From Sundays... Sunday school, follow Jesus groups, Sunday worship, Wednesday prayer meeting, to revivals, mission weeks, vacation Bible schools, youth summer mission camps, trips with our young at heart. And uh, when, I, when I say that, young at heart, um, you'll, you'll know that I have to say this. Um, I'm not going to use my GPS as much as I used to. <laughs> Miss Roselle, one time I was following my GPS and I ended up on a gravel road up in the mountains and I thought she was going to kill me. But cherished memories with our, with our young at heart, drive-in church. Man, who would have ever thought 
I mean, that's one of the things that, that COVID brought us was driving church for eight weeks in a row. And I cherish that, man. Standing on that flatbed out in that parking lot, preaching the Word of God, the, the community hearing it. And, and in such a time of, of uncertainty, the Word of God was going forth, and people longed for it, desired it. What a blessing that was. From our drive-in church, we discovered our youth praise team. And they've been singing, and it's been such a joy to my heart. Worship on the lawn, and then more recently, our men's early wake-up call at 4.30 in the morning. It's funny, I talk to some of those men, and I see them at church later Wednesday night, and they say, um, we went home and, and took a nap. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, I don't get a nap, you know. But, man, I love that, our Wednesday morning prayer time. And our, our, I can just go on and on. But these are all special times, special memories that I thank God for. I want you to know that I believe with all my heart that God is leading us to Blue Ridge View Baptist Church. And it would be easy. I believe I could stay here until God calls me home. I believe that. And part of my prayer was, Lord, let me do that. God said go and so I plan to continue serving as your pastor if you'll let me throughout the month including Infuge with our students to Mobile, Alabama and so at this time I submit to you my resignation that will be effective on Sunday, June 26 and again we love you we cover your prayers as we go through this transition of new assignment but I know it's a transition for Liberty First Baptist Church as well, and I assure you that I will be in prayer for you as, as we come up on these next weeks. And, and there's a wonderful work of the ministry involved in a transition time and an interim pastorate time. And I pray that it'll cause such unity within the body of Christ and, and that God will do His work. This is God's church, and His church will prevail. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I remember one of the first sermons I preached here um, eight and a half years ago. I remember not too long ago, y'all might remember, there was a tornado headed straight for this church. It ripped the, the tower off of the, the ceiling off of the press box at the football stadium. And, and it hit at 2.26 p.m. School was about to let out. It lifted cars up that was across the street in the parking lot and they were on top of each other. It was headed for this church. God could have leveled this church. God's not done with this church. And I believe its best days are still ahead. I believe that with all my heart. You say, well, why don't you stay? Because God's calling us away. What kind of pastor would I be if I didn't listen to God? So that's, that's why we're doing this. That's why we're, uh, we've answered the call to go to another assignment where God is leading us. And so we love you, and we appreciate your prayers, and I assure you that our prayers will be with you as well. Donna.